Hello everyone, it's Saturday, October 7th. Welcome to Pop Goes the Girls, where we, two sisters born a decade apart, take a foray through our respective journeys through pop culture. I'm Daisy Kosh. And I'm Chelsea Davidson. This episode is sponsored by McDonald's because we are, no, it's not sponsored. It's not sponsored by McDonald's. Well, it should be sponsored by McDonald's. <laughs> um, this is not sponsored by McDonald's, although we are having Happy Meals. We are feeding our inner child today. Because our theme is 30 going on 13 week which is exactly. a, a little twist at one of the movies we will be talking about today. So now is the perfect time to tell you that we spoil things during our podcast, so leave now or forever prepare for pop culture spoilers. And each week we do talk about pop culture artifacts that shaped us and why they're memorable. We also have a fan theory fight club where we argue the merits or detriments of some of the fan theories surrounding interpreting different pop culture items. And lastly, we'll play a quick round of Twist the Sister, where one of us loves something the other hates. And we will open it up to a poll for you, our lovely listeners, to, to decide <clears throat> to decide which sister is right. Just choking on a French fry. It's you're struggling to get the words out and like fight for yourself in the twist of sisters. What is you're like? <laughs> oh, is that what it you is? You can pick I, a side, but it's always Stacy. That's see, what it is. I see. So um, to start it off, we are talking about. Uh, I would say it's a very underrated movie because I don't know many people that have seen the movie. Are you kidding me? Oh, wait, what, what movie are we talking about? We are talking about that four-letter name. You know what I'm talking about. Jack. Jack, this is Miss Marquez, your fifth-grade teacher. Come in, please. Don't be shy. Come in, Jack. Come in. Whoa, no way. Jeez, he looks like my dad. Except hairier. Who hasn't seen Jack? It's Francis Ford Coppola. No offense to Francis and all the other Coppolas that all just use each other for nepotism you know, into everything. Coppola, right? Yes, he's a cousin or whatever. And isn't he connected? Isn't he cousins? Oh, no, that's someone else. Never mind. Ignore me. Um, but yeah. I don't know a lot of people that have seen Jack. Only other, like, fellow super fans of Robin Williams have actually seen Jack. No. It's common. It's it's on Disney Plus, I'm pretty sure. Well, people that I've spoke to, most of them are like, what the hell are you talking about? And I'm like, you know, Robin Williams. Fantastic. He's, he's like a grown man, but he has the mind of a young child. He's so awesome. I've like, watched it in no, human no, growth and development about an actual disease and, like, how this very clearly wasn't a, an accurate depiction of the disease, but it's a real disease. Yeah. So, sorry. Okay, so go ahead. That you being... Want to, you want it, me to talk about it, Jack? It's lack of being... It's my childhood, it's, really. It's so. lack of being authentic to the real disease does not make it any less enjoyable. I love Jack. Jack is one of those movies that you laugh, you will feel the warm and fuzzies. You'll cry. You will cry your eyes out. You will feel the warm and fuzzies again. And then you will cry some more. And that's just how the movie is. It's a very emotional roller coaster when watching it. Um, my notes, basically, for this were that uh, Robin Williams, once again, legend... Uh, he did a great job. I love everything he does. I don't think I've seen something and been like, Robin Williams wasn't on uh, top of his game there. I, I mean, uh, my thoughts on Robin Williams are that he can do literally anything acting-wise, but the reality of the situation is that some of his movies I really enjoy, and some of them I'm just like, he's the best thing in that movie, and then those movies aren't <laughs> my favorite. The other thing that I was going to mention was that the storyline itself for the movie, I don't want to give too much away with it, I thought it was so sweet, the the 
going through his whole life basically within it and that um, the film itself shows the value and importance of kindness because I think that's something that it's like an anti-bullying message yeah yeah because when he is of age to go to school and he looks like you know a 20 30 year old man initially people aren't kind to him and it's a really rough experience for everyone involved including those that are bullying him but once they learn to accept him and be kind and open you know it opens up like a world of possibilities for everyone involved and like especially jack which is robin williams's character because he feels accepted and he can, can learn and grow and and can everything I ca can i capture some key information here yeah so just a quick summary since apparently this is an underrated movie that no one's ever seen i think it is underrated um this movie is basically about a character named jack as daisy said played by Robin Williams, but the reality is that Robin Williams is playing, is only, you know, 10 years old or, or 11 years old or whatever, right? He just has an accelerated human development. So he look, he grows very, very quickly as a baby. Um, she, she's premature when she has, like it's only been a few months or a few weeks or something like that. His mom has the baby very, very early. They find that the baby is just growing very, very rapidly. And as a result, the baby is well, I should say the person at that point is is aging very, very rapidly. So instead of looking like... It's I mean, kind of like with dog years, like one year to <laughs> us is seven to a dog. It's like that for Jack in this situation. Like his body guess, yeah, sure. ages so rapidly while his mind is only aging one year. His body ages seven. But he decides after being homeschooled and and feeling kind of socially isolated, he decides that he wants to go to school. And there's, you know, a whole litany of issues with that mainly the fear of the bullying and ostracization and and what that could do to his social development and um that's basically what the movie's about but it, there is a real disease not at all like this like you don't age like you look like robin williams when you're 10 you have some serious indications that you have um this disease beyond that it's not just like oh that looks like an older person and that yeah that's not how it works Anyway, I love this movie. People have very frequently complained that this is the worst Francis Ford Coppola movie. And I've seen I, some of the others. I can say that's not true. And, and that's because people who go to see a Francis Ford Coppola movie are all expecting just an, a reiteration of The Godfather. Like, yeah. that, that's what they're expecting. This movie is not it's at all like they that. They just want pretentious dramedies. That's what they want. <laughs> I like The Godfather. Like, I, I'm okay with The Godfather. Like, it's... Okay. We're not gonna go here. Well, you know because how I feel about The Godfather, because I watched it, and I was like, this is a bit over you, you have, you have, have, oh. <laughs> you haven't seen the Barbie movie, have you? Not yet, no. It is brought up in a very funny moment in the Barbie movie, which I, I cannot get over. Um, <laughs> but yes, if people who have seen it, which is, you know, the whole world, then you know exactly what I'm talking about in terms of The Godfather Just if I asked you what movie we started this conversation about, would you be able to find your way back, or are you just in a bit Jack. of Barbie haze? I'm talking about Jack. Oh, oh. yeah. Oh, no, yeah. you're not talking about I Jack. am in you're a Barbie world. Barbie. I'm a Barbie girl in my Barbie world, yes. Life is fan-freaking-tastic when you're plastic. Yeah. That, um, that feels like an in, in into, like, mean girls territory there. <laughs> but anyway, back on track. Um, yeah, the last thing that I, I always think it's kind of sits felt. with me... Yeah, it is very heartfelt, but the end for me... Oh, it's extremely, Jack, extremely sad. It's, it's so bittersweet for me because yeah. he, he's made these friends, and he's graduating, isn't it college? High school. High school. And yeah. all of them that are little boys for most of the movie, all of a sudden you see them that they're graduating high school, and they're young men and teenagers, and Jack looks like an old man, and oh my god, 
to know that he probably won't even finish college is the most devastating thing to oh, yeah. witness. Yeah. Sorry about that, but because I am he's... opening up my hamburger. I'm having a very happy, happy meal. Yeah, me too. Mm. Oh no, there's a pickle on mine. I don't eat the pickle. Did, mm. you, did you get a pickle on yours? No. I ordered only ketchup. You didn't order shit. I ordered it. Mm. Do you so want me I... to take the pickles? You can put them in my wrapper. I remember when you were very, very young, you had a friend of yours that kept saying, it was a very perverted friend, said they'd give you a nickel if you tickled their pickle. Yeah. yeah. I would name drop because I know exactly who do it is. Do not name drop. <laughs> do not name drop. We do not want a lawsuit. We are not sponsored by McDonald's lawyers, so. But yeah. Um, we don't have that legal Jack's legal a team. wonderful movie with a good cast. You have, you know, Fran Drescher, the nanny. It's very 90s. Again, this is from my childhood, not Daisy's, but but she watched it in her childhood, so. Yeah, I think I was like five or six when I saw Jack, which, yeah. I, to be fair, I probably shouldn't have seen it at <laughs> the age. I can't remember if I saw it in a theater or not. I may have seen it in a theater. Anyway, um, Fran Drescher, so very dated nanny, but I, I guess not really. She's, she's pretty president. topical right she's now. She's the president yeah. now. What with the strike just, just uh, ending and everything. That pickle smells so strong. I, I might eat it in a sec, but... You like pickle? Explain to me then why did I eat the burger that had the pickle on it if you eat pickles? Because I usually don't like it with ketchup. It makes it too tangy. Oh my goodness. Okay. That's why I said I gotta finish the burger first. Anyway. Diane Lane plays his mom. Bill Cosby, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Which is... Before he was... Very 90s, people. Mm. Very 90s. And, um... Before he was Voldemort. And J-Lo. Yes. And her first acting teacher. role. Before she became a singing sensation, she was in this movie. She was in a Spanish movie, I think, called Mi Familia. I watched it in Spanish class, and I really enjoyed it. And I actually understood it, because I was learning the Spanish that was in the movie at the time. Amazing. So I more, really enjoyed it. So she was really young in it, too. More importantly here, do you remember what movie we were talking about? Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't go into Barbie land like you did. <coughs> anyway, we're done with Jack I'm now. To death we are on to our next... Adult feeling like a child and vice versa. Or, well, in this case, someone wanting the opposite. They don't want to feel like a kid anymore. They want to be treated like an adult. We will be talking about 13 going on 30. Maddie, I told you. Something really weird is happening. Yesterday was my 13th birthday. And then, and then today I woke up and I'm this. And you, I mean, you're that. You get it? Yeah, hi. You've been smoking pot, doing eggs. Falling on a K-hole? You doing drugs? No, no. Look, I was sitting in my closet and I, I skipped everything. And it's like a weird dream. I, I can't remember my life. You need to help me remember my life. Me? Yes. I can't do that. Why not? <laughs> I don't know anything about you. I, I haven't seen you since high school. What? We're not friends anymore, Jenna. I'm 30 and flirty and thriving. That's yeah. all I can think of when I think of this. So, first of all, uh, Mark Ruffalo is a god, and I love him in this. Everything about him is... Mark Ruffalo is a god, though. Let's just take a moment. <laughs> By the way, I've ha I made a decision. If anybody steals this, I'm putting it on record now, so it's, it's, it's official. Is this mic on? <laughs> if I have a dog, I am naming it Mark Ruffalo. Because it rough ruffs? Yeah, or Bark Ruffalo. There's, there's no, remember there was the whole Bob Barker debate? Yeah, but there's controversy over Bob Barker now, so I, I've, I've decided <laughs> to, to 
you know, mitigate that by going for Bark Ruffalo instead. Okay. Anyway, um, Mark Ruffalo is amazing in this. He plays the adult version of her best friend, Maddie. Who is clearly in love with her when they're 13 years old. Oh, yeah. And, uh... He builds her, like, a dream house there's still and a sh- stuff. There's still a shimmer, a little sparkle still going on. Yeah. Around in life. Anyway, we don't, we're not gonna ruin it. Well, no, we're there, it, there isn't, because of what happened in the movie, there's a sparkle later. Oh, yeah, she's But a, she completely... She's a jerk! She you find out. You find So, basically, in 13 Going on 30, she goes into a closet after she has a terrible time at a party. Actually, or is it before she has a terrible time at the party? Anyway, no, she's in the during, closet. during the party. She's in the closet, and she wants, she basically says she doesn't want to be 13 anymore. She wants to be 30, flirty, and thriving. This is all because she's bullied by this blonde nitwit and her pile of shitty friends. Who, one of which is Brie Larson, by the way. Before Brie Larson was Brie Larson. Is she really? Yes, she is. Oh, I'm going to have to go back and look specifically at that moment then, because you only when see them a handful I of times. I think it's when they're in the hallway that you see her clearly, so you might mm. want to go to the school scene first. Okay. Anyway. Hold on. She, Very she, important, though. She repeats it. Basically, she Beetlejuices it. She says it like three times, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> magic dust is on her head, and she wakes up having just had like a one night stand or something. Or is, is no, that her she's boyfriend? engaged to him. She's engaged to him. I thought he was just her boyfriend. She's engaged. He's some sort of athlete. That's how little it, his he important. is important in this film. <laughs> is that I don't remember who he is, what he does, what his name is. Just that he's a goofy athlete. Anyway, she can't believe that all of a sudden she's 30 years old. She's like, I've got boobs, and this is my place. And then she's like, okay, what about everything else that was going great in my childhood? And when she tries to connect with those things, she realizes things aren't as good as she no thought No family be. connection. Her her close friend, Maddie, is, is not they her friend They don't know anymore. each other anymore. And her worst enemy in school... Is now her best friend. Yeah. And wh- what's her name? Please, please. Judy Greer. Judy Greer. Judy Greer, amazing, amazing. She's everyone's actress. best friend in the nineties. She, yeah, she, she, oh, she's stellar. She has played so many roles. You know who she is, even if you don't know her by name. Yeah, you will know her the second you see, her, or, or even hear her. You would know who it was. Yeah, um, very much rom com territory for many years. But she also did some good dramas as well. She was in that movie with George Clooney where she played the wife of the philandering husband. That the Descendants. The Descendants. With Matthew yes. Yeah. Very, very solid role there um, for her. Although I feel like she could have done even more because she's just, she's just a gem. They should have just given her the whole fucking role. Anyway. She's just amazing. So I love Judy Greer. Can that's you tell? 13 going on 30, and she has to navigate <laughs> that life. Uh, Jennifer Garner is the star. We've kind of We skipped over that to Judy that. Greer. Um, and, and as a result of her being the way she is, though, she brings her childlike wonder to her adult life. Do now. you want to know something really funny? And, and that is beneficial to her in a lot of ways because of where she works. About a week ago. What she does. About a week ago. Uh-huh. Uh, on the news, I think, they turned around and said that 13 Going on 30 is actually going to become a musical. It's very new and it's going to, it's like in the works right now. So, you know, if you don't want to watch the movie, wait just long enough for them to make a play and then you can go see it on Broadway. I mean, that that's always an option, right? Yeah. That's what that's what they've been doing lately with a lot of stuff. Like, they did oh, that yeah. with, what is it? They've done that with Beetlejuice, Mean Girls, um, Legally Blonde, a lot yeah. of stuff. Anyway, um, so what we, you, what we really need to go into is the fan theory. Yes. For 13 Going on 30, which okay. this put, is very simple. Put me in, coach. I got it. I got the deets. You got it? I got it. Okay. Go. All right. All right. So not only is Mark Ruffalo a gem. Hold on. Say who the theory is from first. I'm not there yet. Before you go into your love not for Mark Not only is Mark Ruffalo a gem in 13 Going on 30, he also happens to play with... 
with Jennifer Garner as his wife in another movie called The Adam Project, much more recent film. Um, I'm not sure if it, how well it did, but, but I liked it. I enjoyed it. Um, and this theory comes from Reddit, where all those great movie theories come from, um, from a Reddit user named Scruffy Marlin. So credit where it's due to Scruffy Marlin for this. Although I've heard this bandied around a lot, so I don't know if this is the originator, but this is where I'm getting my info from. And this is the theory. So thank you for playing telephone or for originating <sighs> oh, a trend. Yeah, who knows? Okay, so the movie revolves around a kid whose older self, played by Ryan Reynolds, that comes from... Yeah, yes, we do love Ryan Reynolds. Comes from the future to destroy his father, Mark Ruffalo's creation, that eventually makes time travel possible. So he's going back from the future, which... <laughs> not That's that a movie, different franchise. <laughs> to destroy his dad... Mark Ruffalo's creation that made time travel possible. He wants to Which not Which seems kind of silly, it. considering all right. he wouldn't be able to get back. I feel like that's not all that critical here, except <laughs> for the time travel part. So, the boy's mom is played by Jennifer Gar Gar uh, Garner. That is where the theory comes into play. Yeah, so the mom, Jennifer Garner. So, as most of us millennials have probably... I, like it just assumes everyone's a millennial. You're not, but whatever. I've probably seen the movie 13 Go Around 30. The movie revolves around a girl that goes from being 13 years old to 30 years old overnight. And this girl is Jennifer Garner. The man she falls in love with is Mark Ruffalo. Seeing that she goes from 13 to 30 overnight is kind of a form of, tra of time travel. So what I'm proposing is that the movies are not only in the same universe, but in, fa in fact about the same couple. So Jennifer Garner's character somehow explains what happened to her and Mark Ruffalo... Mark Ruffalo. I almost said Bark Ruffalo. <laughs> Mark Ruffalo then works to find a way to recreate how she passed through time. He works on that, although that doesn't really explain a lot based on 13 going on 30 because that's not his job in there, but whatever. I'm already just... He's a photographer I'm poking holes in the theory before I finished it. But. So, years after the movie 13 going on 30, they have a child and he eventually does make the device that does the time travel that whatever, and they, it's all called the Adams Project. So that is... You got really lazy at the end of that theory, then you're like, so and then they're together, and yeah. he creates time travel, So basically, time travel, both movies, they're together in both movies, what do you think? Do you think Mark Ruffalo is a time travel creator? That, uh... You, what it, you it doesn't really explain why Jennifer Matt? Garner was do you, able to do it. Do you think Matt... Did Maddie do it? Did Maddie do it? Is it Maddie? Do you know she what I think? She always talks to him, like, like, she calls him Maddie? Like, it's not... Like, she's Maddie. still 13 it's inside. It's not Maddie. It's like, Maddie! Like, yeah. Everyone and else calls him Matt. Like, like a normal person. Matthew! And she, she's still 13 Matthew inside. Matthew Bartholomew Cornelius III. Okay. I didn't say he was rich in 13 going on 30, but okay. You know what happened? You can have, like, a triple barrel name and be poor as shit. It's just... I've never met yeah. poor shit people with triple barrel names like that. I have. If you hear a Cornelius... Who ain't rich? Call Cornelius. me. Call me. So Cornelius saying, screams royal bullshit. What you're saying? Anyway, is that I need to name someone. Uh, you know what I think? I think Mark Ruffalo okay. and Jennifer Garner have incredible chemistry, and as a result of said incredible chemistry, they got Mark hired. Mark Ruffalo could have chemistry with a fucking wall. Like he just, he just seems to ooze it. He just does. He oozes. You've got your goggles he oozes on. Oozes it. You've got your, you got your Ruffalo glasses on. No, no, he's, he's like, he's Maddie. Like, to me, he's Maddie. Stop saying Maddie. <laughs> he is. <coughs> oh, I'm choking on my Happy Meal again. Um, so. Is it making you happy or is it killing you? <laughs> it's trying you? to kill me slowly. 
Um, yeah, this is this is not a good sponsorship spot for <laughs> for McDonald's. Um, again, not sponsored by McDonald's. So, do um, you believe it? No, th- his name's not Maddie. <laughs> there's there's my issue. <laughs> In Adam Project, it's not Maddie. She What's doesn't at all freak out and run towards him, going Maddie. So. I think she might have grown out of that when they got married and lived life properly. uh, You're forgetting that at the end of 13 going on 30, when they're together, they live their whole lives together. She's not stuck in them. gone quite silver lately. I've noticed that. He is is aging. As much as I thought that he was a time traveler for real. For everyone listening, Chelsea's probably just searched up Mark Ruffalo today and just looking at him being a silver fox. Well, right here, he looks... I mean, that's the Hulk, so that's neither here nor there. But he, he looks... Anyway, no. Some some of these are are not the best shot for him, but still, it's like I said, I love Mark Ruffalo because to me, it doesn't matter what he's in, he's the same guy. He's always Maddie. He's playing Maddie. Like I've yet he, to see him in something where I'm like, that's not Maddie. You know what I really liked him in, and I wasn't even remotely attracted to him despite loving his character, was when he was in Spotlight. Oh yeah, it was good in that. Oh, I loved him in that. Not even remotely attracted to him, but I loved him in that. There's a movie nobody talks about anymore. Spotlight? Yeah. Spotlight was the shit, too. I mean, I wouldn't say the shit, considering the subject matter is very serious and dramatic, but... It's the shit because it's good. I didn't say it was horse shit. I said it was the shit. (laughs) I'm sorry. I need to understand my shits better. Yeah. There's Um, like a meme online where it says all the different shit. Yes, that's why I said it. shit, horse shit, the shit. Yes. And so then there's duh shit. I don't know what the point is. Duh shit is if it's duh shit. It's the same thing. Anyway, Ellie Reed. Shit. Jennifer Garner's character's name is Ellie Reed, and Mark Ruffalo's is Louis Reed or Louis Reed. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. Can't remember. We're going to call him Lou. So it's Lou Reed. Lou freaking Reed. Sorry, sorry. Let's take a moment and just appreciate that his name is Lou Reed. Okay. Moment's right. gone. <laughs> so. <laughs> We don't really believe that 13 going on 30's theory is exact, nor does it work when it's connected to the Atom Project. That being said, you should still like watch it. 13 going on 30, and it's even watch the Atom Project after you've watched 13 going on 30, like, seven flip. times. Yeah, they're not the same vibe. I told you, they have chemistry, and that's uh, why they're He's barely together. in it. Like, it's really a Ryan Reynolds movie. Like, it, yeah. it very much is. But Damn I, but... straight. <laughs> You put that Canadian bacon out front. You All don't right. put you don't put Bark Ruffalo in there. Excuse me. Don't insult my dog, Bark Ruffalo. Bark Ruffalo. I, I like I'm gonna. You know what I'm gonna do as well. Bark Ruffalo. I'll name him Bark Ruffalo or her Bark Ruffalo. It's it's fine. It's and, not a unisex name. And and I can do what I want. And uh, <laughs> and then you know what I'm gonna end up doing is like call. Come here, Maddie. Come here. That dog's gonna have no idea what yeah, his name is. Very confused identity for this and the, poor And animal. when people say, what's his name, you say, oh, Bark Ruffalo. But I call him Maddie. <laughs> his name is Bark Ruffalo Cornelius III. Anyway. The wealthiest onto, dog in all the land. On to our Twist the Sister segment, which is celebrating the 20th anniversary. I can't believe that. That's shocking. I don't know why it's that shocking. You weren't alive. I was alive. You forget you my were age. Barely you barely You were barely alive. <laughs> you were bar- I saw this in the theater and you were in diapers. So it is just maddening to me. Yeah. I don't Being know. three, apparently, so I twist completely. You on this? Yes. We're talking about. Do you want to know why you have to twist me on this? <sighs> While I love Jack no, Black, no, no, and no, I do we haven't enjoy... even introduced the damn film. Okay, fine. We will be talking about School of Rock, 
First thing you do when you start a band is talk about your influences. That's how you figure out what kind of band you want to be. So who do you like? Blondie. Christina Aguilera. Who? No, come on. What? You, shortstop. Puff Daddy. Wrong. Billy. Liza Minnelli? What are you, you guys? This project is called Rock Band. I'm talking about bands that rock. Led Zeppelin. Don't tell me you guys have never gotten the lead out. Jimmy Page, Robert Plant, ring any bells? What about Sabbath? ACDC, Motorhead. Oh, what are they teaching this place? Summer, you're the class whatever, go to the board. Factotum. Factoter, new schedule, 8.15 to 10, rock history. 10 to 11, rock appreciation and theory. And then band practice till the end of the day. What about math? No, not important. I, I, if I watch School of Rock, you sound like you were gonna have I, sure that, uh, I have that shit playing in my head for days. Is it like, your Roman Empire? Huh? Do you know that whole thing right now where they found out that men think about Roman Empire all the time? So they said, what's the girl equivalent to the Roman Empire? And people are doing all sorts of jokes the about Barbie it. Movie. Yeah, people have been making jokes about it, like all sorts of stuff, like Barbie movie. Some of it's Taylor You've Swift. You've got way too much time on your hands that you're able to. Oh, know whatever. This. Just like I, I'm, you know, being I'm, connected socially. I'm. What is wrong with me? Anyway, no, I, I wish I had that time. I do. Oh, oh yes. I do. Anyway, so for our twisted sister, we will be talking about School of Rock, and it's happy 20th anniversary to the film. First of all, uh, love Jack Black. Love basically Stick everything it to he's the man. in. He he can't do anything wrong. You've I seen think, this personally. movie, right? Have Hold you, on. Did you see you seen this? Can you let me talk? Wait, wait. This is important. No, question. it's not important. Have you seen School of Rock? I refuse to answer you. Oh, <gasps> you haven't even seen it. You're just you're you're choosing. making so many assumptions right now. Look me in the eyes and tell me you've seen the movie. So stick it to the man. <laughs> so I love Jack Black, and I think he can basically do no wrong. Oh. Did you see him on Celebrity Wheel of Fortune? That man's hilarious. No, just naturally. No, I watched. He did. A, he did a thing for um, Red Nose Day comic relief, where he did. Um, oh. Okay, you think about that a sec while I say what I need to say. He did an escape so, room. He he was in charge of the escape room. It was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Um, I would have loved to have been a part of the actual escape room, not just witnessed it, you oh, know? Oh, it had Monica from Friends, it had Phoebe from Friends, it had so Adam do you mean, Scott. Do you mean, do you, hold on, I want to clarify, do you mean Courtney Cox? Do you mean Courtney ben Cox Stiller. and Lisa Kudrow? No, because they or were do you pretty mean much playing themselves. themselves. Yep, yeah, okay. that's, that's who they played. Uh, Monica, monica her way anyway. and competed like a badass. Point anyway. being, I love Jack Black, mm -hmm. I enjoy ensemble casts. And I do like a good soundtrack. That being said, I have not seen School of Rock. So you're crazy something. So my twisting is just convincing you why it's worth watching? Yes. Oh, I can fucking do that. Well, okay, do you like Jack well, Black? Well, you know that then. Sorry, you said you like Jack Black? Yes. This movie is made, uh, and I, I'm not saying this like the way some people say, oh, it was made for Meryl to play. It was made for her. No, this was literally written about Jack Black. So in the movie. I don't think it was literally I'm, written. Uh, do you know what the movie's him. about? Oh fuck. Okay. So basically, Jack Black is Can a I clarify my mouth is, is a is a slacker. Enjoy your pickle. Um, Jack Black is a slacker who is living with his 
his friend from a long, long time ago. They used to be in a band together. He's still in a band, Jack Black is, but he's not, um, he's not doing so well and he gets kicked out of a band just before Battle of the Bands. So he's got nothing going on for him. He makes no money. He's just a complete slacker, doesn't give a shit. Um, and thinks that he's sticking it to the man. And uh, his friend, who used to be in the band, is now a more responsible human being. He's dating um, a, a political advisor of sorts. She, she's an assistant to the mayor, I believe, or something to that effect. Played by Sarah Silverman in one of her great early roles. She looks gorgeous she in baby. it, by the way. She had to have been a baby. No, she was very young, but but she's she's great in it. Oh, she had to have been like twenty. And she, for some reason, she's the villain. This is the only part of the movie I think that you might not like is that for some reason the women are all villains because they call him out on his shit. Um, but that's why they're villains. They're villains because yeah, because she's like, pay the rent, you motherfucker, and and Jack Black's like, I'm never gonna do it. Tell her to get out. Get rid of her, man. Anyway, I'm so, confused. How is she a villain for having that one interaction? Anyway, continue. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> that's the story, basically. Um, and, uh, his buddy is a substitute teacher. Mm-hmm. And he decides one day, Jack Black, after realizing, you know, things are not going his way, they're gonna kick him out of the apartment, he's never gonna leave, um, Sarah Silverman, because, I mean, she's Sarah, Silver, Sarah Silverman, and, uh, he, he, I can't believe I have to explain this to you. He t- lies and says that he's Ned Schneebly, his friend, and goes and takes a substitute teaching job. And mm-hmm. once he gets to the school, it, it's an elite, Isn't it an elite, like elite private school. Yeah, yeah very elite like, private this is school. a place that teaches classical Run by music. John Cusack. Mm-hmm. She's the principal. Um, gets there and realizes, hey, I have... A band like it dawns on him when they go to music class oh my god they know how to play music I can put together a band and he takes upon himself to create this this band but has to keep it a secret from all of the, the teachers the, the kids are keeping it a secret he, he's managing to keep it under wraps pretty pretty good um, and he's entering them in battle of the bands and that's basically what the story is about now here's why I say do you like Jack Black if you do this movie is written for him so Ned Schneebly in this movie, he wrote the whole damn thing. He wrote the thing. Um, the producer uh, of um, Orange County, Scott, Ru- uh, yeah, Scott Rudin, very famous producer. We know him because he d- did those leaks of those emails where he was really nasty and mean to, I think it was Angelina Jolie, but I really can't remember. Just horrible, horrible emails, said some really nasty things. But anyway, so he was talking to Ned, Sh- I'm going to call him Ned Sleep. His na- name is really Mike White. But he was, I'm just going to call him Ned Schleedley because that's how everybody knows him from this movie. Um, They're on the set of the movie Orange County, which also had Jack Black in it. And White also wrote Jack Black into a supporting role because they were neighbors. They Mm. knew each other. And so he was writing his his actor friend roles, even though he was a writer actor. Um, Mm. And then Rudin said kind of offhand, because, because Orange County owes a lot to Jack Black's comedic talents. A lot of people went to see it because of Jack Black. He said, you know what? We should really write a movie where Jack is the lead. And Ned Schneebly... More people should have this thought process. Yeah. Mentioned that he had this idea for a movie where Jack would teach kids rock music. And Rudin just, the producer, just said, go. And pointed to him to go to a keyboard and just kind of like greenlit it on the spot almost. Like, go do it. Write that. that, And, I mean, write it with Jack in mind. So they wrote the movie of Jack Black playing 
basically himself. Like this is the the concept might not be Jack Black, but the reality is that the character was. Um, and then Richard Linklater, which is the director, so he's great director. You probably already Can know I him. Can I step in for just a sec? Okay. I think they had a similar thought process when they had him do Bowser in the Mario Bros. movie. Oh, pretty good. Yeah, but because Bowser is they... pre-existing. It's not like they wrote no Bowser for no. Jack Black. Jack no, I Black think they altered how Bowser well. is in the movie, though, to suit Jack Black's character. Like, that whole Peaches song, in what universe is Bowser oh, the yeah. way I know Bowser? gonna do that because jack black sings exactly yeah he's a singer anyway taking advantage that's what it is you mean using the talent that you have in front of you mm -hmm. we're getting right into that so richard Linklater, right he had huge influences on the script later on so we've got jack black ned schneebly's wrote this whole thing and richard Linklater, the director comes in and goes huh we got a lot of kids in this movie isn't Miranda Cosgrove in this when she was yes, a kid yes miranda cosgrove has a pretty substantial role yeah so this is the, this is a, an interesting bit Linklater cast all the child actors into the film, but then he decided that he it would be beneficial for children specifically because children are not always the best actors. Not not that they're not, but some of them aren't. Um, so he rewrote the full movie to fit the kids he thought were most interesting or most likable based on the audition process, and built their characters based on their rehearsals and their improvs between Jack Black and themselves. So things that actually happened got inserted into the film all over the place and in fact there's one kid in it who plays the the piano like a maestro um the you got kid, a schroeder that's what you got a real yeah a real schroeder on her hands um the the kid says i'm not cool enough to be in the band now the reason why he says that and it sounds so authentic is because he actually said to the director link later i don't think i'm cool enough to be in this movie Mm. And so he took that and put that in there. So it's little things like that where they really encompassed it. And I mean, it's really incredible because they just did a 20th anniversary concert and everything. It was fantastic. I watched it. I mean, it's not, it wasn't that recent. It was like a year or two ago. They did it early. So it's not really 20th anniversary. I think so. I think it, it was the 19th anniversary. Okay. Well, you know what? I don't know. I don't have the movie in front of me. Do you want me to look it up? You always yell at me for looking things up. You want me to know for sure? I the won't yell at you. Here? My mouth is full. Oh, that ha you that has never stopped you before. You've managed to find a way. I tell you. Yeah, no, it's twenty years, two thousand and three to twenty twenty three. So when they did it before, I was only they did, did it 19. early. Yes. Anyway, I don't know if I like that. So the point is, that's like when they did Jenny like White's Jack celebration before she had her actual birthday. Do you like Jack Black? That backfired, didn't it? Do you, you like Jack Black? Yes, I do. Then you will almost certainly love this movie. I, I mean, I don't even mean like. I, I mean love. You will love this movie. Love it. You'll love it, darling. Okay, have I swayed you? Will you watch it? I own it. If you really want to watch it, I have it. I'm not in a rush to watch it, but I'll probably watch it. Yeah. Oh, rush. Rush, darling, rush. You never know what will happen between now and tomorrow. Okay. Stick it to the man. <laughs> I'll get right on that. Stick it to the man. Okay. So, yeah, I'll watch it eventually. I'm not in, like, a major rush, but... Are, are you trying to dilute my win? Because this is a No, I'm not win. trying to dilute your win. It's a win for Chi-Chi. What can yeah. I say? Win for Charles. Yep. Yep. You convinced me to maybe watch it in the future. Okay. I'll take it. Yeah. That's a it win. It is a win. It That's is a win. That's a win, people. And all for right. all of you that have seen it, I'm sure you're agreeing with Chelsea right now. And to all you kiddos out there. Oh, God. It's all right. Your inner child can, can stay wild. 
You know, I'm still not done this Happy Meal. We've been talking all this time, and I still I think haven't I'm finished done. one. Hold on, let me take. Did a look. you eat your fries? I well, I don't eat the yogurt, which I told you I'll take the bad, yogurt. bad Leroy Brown. Um, yeah, no, I think I've done it all. Strawberry flavor. Yeah, that's just not. You eat some bottom. of my fries. Do you, do I want to eat some of your fries? There's only like a handful. I don't know. Have you sneezed on them? What have you done? Yeah, you I've made out with them. In a very in a very classic sisterly move, you tend to to like. I sneezed. No. Put, a, put a booger in there or something. Yeah, a like, little surprise. Surprise from me to you. But yeah, so hope you enjoyed our episode this week. Hope mm-hmm. you feel like your inner child is at peace. And have a good week. We will and be if you want to be a teacher's pet. We will be seeing you next Saturday. Well, not seeing you. You'll be hearing from us next Saturday. You'll be hearing... You'll, be, you'll hear from Daisy. You'll hear from Alois. Mm. No. You'll hear from Cornelius here. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Love you all. Hear from you, maybe. Bye-bye.